This week on Erotic Awakening, TNG. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Hi Dawn. <laughs> I'll just beat you to it. Yes, I'm busy. I was looking at the monitor. We have a new, um, a new version of GarageBand, and uh, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to come out. We also have a dog chewing on a, a nylon bone quite loudly in the background. But, <laughs> but if we don't let her have the bone, she'll chew on something else. <laughs> exactly. So uh, on the podcast today, later on, we'll be talking with St. Louis Dave about TNG or the next generation or the 18 to 35-year-old groups. And we'll be revealing our lack of knowledge about them as well as our prejudices. <laughs> uh, but before we get there, uh, we have just a few things, including an interesting question of the day as well. Uh, apparently, our question of the day is in the power exchange realm. And as I said, this is your question. I don't think it's my question. So masters get opinions too on this one. And the question is, da -da 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 -da, what is the main responsibility of a slave? Do you want me to answer it now? Maybe. <laughs> I was lording it up over you. Whether you are, as my, so as people that have been listening to the podcast for a while know that you and I are in a power exchange relationship. We use the label of master and slave. And you are my slave. So tell me, slave, what is your main responsibility? Well, I would have to say that there's a couple. <laughs> One is obey. You know, I, I need to obey. Anything that you tell me to do, I need to obey. That's the agreement that we made. Um, I do have a voice on some things, but your responsibility as well as your right is to make the final decision. So obey is a big one for me. Um, as a slave, I know a lot of people have heard me talk about this before, but I also think that a big responsibility or is um, surrender. And that's part of the obey. So just surrendering myself to the power exchange and therefore letting myself being totally open and vulnerable vulnerable wow usually at six o'clock in the morning it's 11 o'clock <laughs> at night now so but surrendering myself to you so allowing myself to be vulnerable and open to you completely so that's another i guess i would label that as a responsibility and then there's a lot of other ones which is the trustworthiness and the openness and the those transparency are attributes. those are and, attributes not yeah. responsibilities well then yeah. i would have to say the biggest responsibility is to obey yes you have a variety of attributes but when it comes to responsibilities um i like what and i think this is a jack Rennell quote uh a oh, master's yes, yes, yes. primary responsibility is taking care of the relationship a slave's primary responsibility is taking care of the master I like that. And you know what? I, I actually do say that a lot. When um, I'm at an, a, um, an AISSRT, a submissive roundtable, mm -hmm. and things like that, and the submissive um, substance service intensive that we just had, I actually do talk about that a lot, um, that my 
main responsibility is taking care of you. And, of course, there's no right answer to mm-hmm. this. Uh, a slave's primary responsibility is whatever the hell master says it is. In our house, it can be a variety of things. But overall, I like your view of obey, of uh, anticipatory service. Taking care of yourself is one of your responsibilities that I've empowered you and in charged you with. Um, but it's really hard to say, you know, what is that one thing? There's no is, one thing that defines you as a slave in from a realm, responsibility realm. Well, even um, the question came up recently in one of the roundtables of what is the main responsibility if your master is sick and incapacitated? You know, do you obey him? Huh, here we go. So do you obey him when he says do not call the squad even though he has a temperature of 104 and and is delirious? Or do you take care of him by calling the squad? You know, what is your prime, what is your most... Sacred directive? Yeah, something like that. And, you know, I had to tell her that if you were delirious and telling me not to call the squad and I thought your life was in danger, I would call the squad and take the punishment later. Right. So I guess my basic, my prime directive is taking care of you over obeying in that instance. Hmm. But in that instance, I can't think of too many other instances where I would put something before obeying. Yeah, but you, you threw in the, if I was delusional. Yeah, delirious or just not yourself. Yes. I mean, not just making a wrong decision, but not in your right mind. But, and that's a great call out as well, that sometimes you can make a decision, even though you'll, you know it may displease me or you'll get punished for it, doesn't mean you don't make the decision, you take your lumps. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're sick enough for me to call the squad, I mean, I, I, I like our power exchange relationship. If you're not around anymore, I'm not in a power exchange <laughs> relationship with you. Good so point. I call the squad and take my punishment later. There That's you go. That's the way it is. If you would like to have your main responsible question answered by us, this is a pretty <laughs> weak segue. You could contact us at Dane and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or on the Got Comment form, which is on the webpage at eroticawakening.com. As well as where you will find our Facebook, FetLife, and Twitter accounts. And our voicemail, 614-414-2072. That was pretty uh, well uh, orchestrated. It's almost as if we had a script. Ooh, sometimes we do. And you'll also <laughs> find a link to our uh, newsletter, which we send out every once in a while. And this time around, Bev from Ohio is one of our new subscribers. And Sasha from Florida. So welcome, welcome. new subscribers. Although Bev is, should not be a new subscriber. She should I be an know. old subscriber. She should be an old subscriber. As we've known her as long as we've known... Um... Quite a few people. Yeah, yeah she's definitely <laughs> she's... one of those. <laughs> so so Don, let me ask you a question now. Yes, sir? If I told you that there was a new book called Fifty Shades of Grey... Would you be interested in reading it? A new book called Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. I, I probably would read it. Why? <laughs> what if I told you it was called Fifty Shades of Kink, An Introduction to BDSM by Tristan Terramino? Really? Oh, yeah. I would absolutely read it. So the author of The Ultimate Guide to Kink, as well as um, some great books on anal play and poly 
and poly. Oh, mm -hmm. good lord! Uh, opening yeah, up opening is one up. of the the better polyamory books out there. Uh, so she has written her, and it, this kind of makes sense. I understand where she's coming from. This with the success of Fifty Shades of Grey, now that some of the culture of kink has been thrust into the limelight of new people, uh, giving the kink curious people of the world uh, a reasonable, rational introduction to some of that stuff <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Instead of the, the fantasy world with millionaires and helicopters, right. which we all are. So Our helicopter's out back. Uh, my helicopter's a millionaire. Oh. <laughs> so uh, Tristan's put together a book, um, Fifty Shades of Kink, an introduction to BDSM. Uh, it includes some techniques around bondage, spanking, flogging, sensation play, rough sex role play, eroticizing power and other stuff nice so, well it's nice to have another good 101 book out there yeah i you know, think so as there, well there are a few that have been around for quite a while and um tristan's a fabulous writer so i would absolutely absolutely read that so it'd be nice if it ended up on my recommendation list so. i concur so well, um um there you yes. go no i just i think it's great that you know when there's people that we know reasonable people people that we've interacted with and actually booked us at some of our very first presentations. Mm -hmm. um, yep, yep, love the Tristan. Yeah, love the Tristan. So good for her. I hope that it does well. Awesome. So, what, Any, uh, what a, huh? Uh, you're going to say something about Tentacles, probably. <laughs> I was. <laughs> what would a, an erotic awakening podcast be without tentacle links? So, um, Ed shared a tentacle hat via Google+. Plus. Yes. And I got a gift while I was at Monkey Puzzle Club on Wednesday. So one of the Monkey Puzzle Club attendees bought me an octopus jewelry holder to put on my wall. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, I've, it's on my dresser. I haven't put it on the wall yet. So it's a little plaque, but it's got tentacles that curl up so that uh -huh. I can hang my necklaces on it. So it's really cute. <laughs> and then over this past weekend, you and I presented at the Purple Rose, Purple Rose Society of Akron. We did. Fantastic yes. group up there. And you got either a purple tentacle massager or a purple tentacle ass plug, depending on <laughs> Depends if I sit on it or not. It goes, yeah. <laughs> so very much uh, appreciate Beautiful. Purple Rose Society Thank bringing us you, up there. Thank you, Shy Joy. <laughs> So cute stuff. Mm -hmm. She also gave us something for the auction at Power Exchange Summit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We've got stuff coming in for the silent auction. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a boatload of stuff. So uh, Power Exchange Summit coming up end of May. Yes. Pretty close. Uh, some people go for the great classes, for the peer-to-peer -peer interactions, the entertainment, for the wonderful entertainment. But if you're just going to go shopping, and the silent auction is here, Bat's got pulled out all the stops, um, and all kinds of neat things coming in from the silent auction. Indeed. Including, which you don't know, there's a book by um, Sexy Sadie, who really? is an author, and I can't remember the, the name of the book at the moment, but she has passed since this book was written, and it's out there on the eBay right now at a minimum of $80 for this out-of-print, long-lost book, whatever it is. I'm not particularly uh, familiar with it, mm -hmm. but I was just starting to look at that, and holy cow. So that we're putting on the auction block nice, as well. Nice, nice. So all kinds of neat stuff. You really should go off and buy your tickets for PowerExchangeSummit.org. Uh, Three-day event, all Power Exchange here in Columbus, Ohio, end of May, beginning of June. Uh, you will probably have time to buy one before they're sold out if you don't dally 
But um, we capped the number. We so do cap the number, like and we're getting intimate. there. Yep, we're getting pretty close. So great presenters. We've also got the international master and slave as presenters this year. So yay! Although when we asked them to present, they were not international. They were anything. not, but we crossed our fingers and hoped because they were a great couple. Sure, and, sure. You know, so yay! So I was somebody reached out to me the other day and told me about BDSMWiki.info, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you're familiar with wikis like Wikipedia. Yeah. So BDSMWiki.info is somebody's attempt to go out there and create a. Um, a Wikipedia-like thing for BDSM where people can go in there and update it their own, on their own and all that kind of stuff. Just another source for BDSM information. Should be interesting. Should be interesting. So um, I also want to mention Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. And where would we be if we didn't say... Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Smitten Kitten. Smitten Kitten is your online resource and personal guide to all things sex-related. They offer over 3,000 unique products and have served the sex-positive community for over 10 years. From books like Fifty Shades of Kink to (laughs) dildos the size of your arm. You'll find it all at smittenkittenonline.com and you'll get 20% off your entire order when you use Dan and Dawn. Nice, nice. I see you've got something written down here about another event that's coming up in Ohio. Kinko de Mayo is coming up right around the corner. Uh, If you're looking for an event to go play at, Kinko de Mayo is one of the better ones. Not only do they also present great classes and stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, they also end the night with a fantastic dungeon. Absolutely. So Cleveland, Ohio, the beginning of May. I just love the name, Kinko de Mayo. Absolutely. <laughs> I have to watch it because sometimes when it's Cinco de Mayo, I want to say Kinko de Mayo and I'm around vanilla people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of curious if they would even recognize that I changed up the words. I so. don't know. But it's usually great presenters, great play space, great just all around groups. So lots of fun. Indeed. Yes. Yes. Indeed. <laughs> Are you looking at the notes to see what we haven't mentioned? Well, I tell you, actually, we're done. We're there. We're at the uh, point. Other than I do want a shout out to Silver Mask, who's been enjoying the show on his new iPad, which uh, I hope Apple understands they're selling iPads so people can listen to our podcast. <laughs> also, uh, happy Passover to those audience members that are digging that. If you go back into the archives, find episode 240, you can find out about... Uh, Power exchange in Judaism. Oh, nice. Yeah. I remember that interview. Scott. That was interesting. And his slave who gets freed every year. Yeah. Oh, my God. That'd be so scary. So I'm going to have to go back and listen to that again. Well, I think we are getting ready to talk about TNGs. And uh, like you said, uh, at least my little prejudice comes out a little bit with the questions, even though I try to be... Nice. <laughs> but, you know, we were outside the window of those groups when we got started, at least locally. I mean, there's no TNG groups in our local, and we would have been able to been a part of them for a couple of years. Right, because we were in our early 30s when we got started. Right. So now we're of the age of uh, get off of our lawn. So. <laughs> Funny how that happens. Yes. We saw that sign in front of a house Yesterday? Yes, we did. Get off our lawn? I thought it was so funny. I want one of those. (laughs) So, great interview with Dave. And, uh, yeah, I think we talked quite a bit around that one. So, good questions. Good answers. Well, there you go. 
So, Dawn, I know I'm not supposed to ask a lady this, but how old are you? <laughs> old enough to know better. I think that's supposed to be the comeback. I'm, I'm over 45. <laughs> and uh, Slave Bat, who's quietly sitting in the background, are you? how old are you? 46. Uh, Slave Bat's 46, and I am 40. I'm 46. You're how 48. Am I? 40, um, you sure? Yes, sir. I feel younger than that. I know, so do I. <laughs> well, tonight on the podcast, Dave from St. Louis is joining us. And Dave, my understanding is that you're not in your 40-somethings. Not yet, no. I'm a couple days shy of 32. There are some days I feel considerably older. Some days I feel like I don't belong in my 30s. So <laughs> and it's, all, it's all a matter of perspective, I guess. Well, the reason we bring this up is tonight we are talking about TNGs or... Uh, which actually stands for the next generation, but really, I guess that stands for a, a style of a subset of kinksters within the. Oh hell, I don't know. You tell me. What's a TNG? Well, uh, you're right. It does stand for the next generation. It is a movement of sorts within a lot of the uh, kink and alt lifestyle communities worldwide, even uh, for uh, the younger end of the community. Uh, for example, my group, St. Louis TNG, is for those 18 to 35. That tends to be about average. I've seen a few TNGs that might only be uh, up to 30. Some go as high as 40. Uh, but it tends to be for that younger end of the age bracket, um, just so we kind of have our own peer group uh, to uh, learn with, share with, spend time with, and, and grow and develop from our perspectives uh, on the younger end of the, uh, of the lifestyle. So we're, we're going to ask you some about some of the benefits of that in a little bit, but I actually want to start off with a, a, a tough question for you, or a rough question, or however you want to describe it. Bring it on. Okay, so a little bit of background. Dan and I got started in this, uh, this lifestyle in our early 30s, so we would have fit in that sort of TNG group, but we didn't have anything like that at the time, so we actually got started with the old timers, and found that we learned a lot that way just from osmosis. So do you feel like TNGs are being kind of separatist? You know, uh, it's, it's a common feeling. That's not the first time I've had somebody uh, uh, bring that point up or I've discussed it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I, speaking from my own personal experience, uh, here in the St. Louis community, I mean, as you guys know, having just been here, in fact, last week uh, for the event, um, we have we are lucky, we are blessed, really, to have a very uh, integrated community. There is a lot of overlap between all the different groups. Um, and to a point, I think that's something I've actually worked on over the past several years since uh, I started working with, uh, with St. Louis TNG, is breaking down those uh, age gaps, those divisions, and integrating much more so it's not so much an us versus them. Uh, it's an unfortunate problem that I've heard other areas have had and consider myself very lucky that that's something we don't experience here. Cool. So, what? So, um, sounds like you've got it. Like you said, pretty integrated on that. And I would say Columbus is kind of integrated as well. There's a lot of crossover. So, if um, why do you see the need to have something that's between 18 and 35? I I, I have something to offer people. <laughs> I have something to offer people in that age bracket. <laughs> And I think everybody, regardless of age or experience, has something to offer as well as something to learn. Um, but at the same time, there are times when some people prefer to spend time or 
resources or, or what have you with someone in a, a closer peer group to them. Um, you know, it's very common to have, say, dialogue or discussion groups for just for dominance, just for submissives. Um, there are certain perspectives that, you know, obviously somebody in the younger age bracket is going to understand and be able to relate to differently than somebody uh, of an older age bracket. Not that we don't, you know, appreciate and, and respect the, the wisdom when it's shared. Um, but we also realize that wisdom and experience and age aren't always hand in hand. That every, everybody's got something to offer, everybody's got something to share, but everybody's got something to learn. And it's not just about experience. It's not just about being new. Obviously, the younger people tend to be newer, but there are people twice my age that are just coming into the lifestyle and brand new. And, you know, we want to make sure that everybody has a safe, comfortable, welcoming place to, to learn and join and experience. And this is just the way we can do it for some that uh, might not otherwise have those connections or that network built yet. What, do you, what kind of rules do you guys have for, let's say, that I'm dating somebody who's 24? Am I allowed to come to TNGs? Well, speaking again, for my particular group, yes. Uh, the membership itself is restricted to 35 and under, but partners over that age range uh, are welcome to come to our events and lunches as the guest of their TNG age partner. So in your case, yes, if you had uh, a partner who was in their 20s, you would be uh, able to join, you know, come to our lunches or our events uh, along with them as their guest. Uh, now, we do... Take that. We do take that very seriously. That is something that I do try and maintain is, is a little bit of that vetting process. Make sure it's somebody that we know, uh, you know, get to know them. Uh, again, this is where that overlap with the kink scene at large definitely comes in handy. Um, it's a rare that I've ever seen but have encountered once or twice where somebody older uh, would make a comment along the lines of, gee, I wish I could find a hot young date to take me to that party. And that's the sort of thing we're trying to filter out. We don't want people that are just trying to use it as a way to get into the younger, possibly the newer and, and uh, less experienced, more naive individuals. But when it is something that is, uh, uh, you know, ongoing or committed relationship, we do certainly respect that. And we don't uh, really want to shut those out. It's, it's you know, everybody knows at some point or another it sucks to be told, no, you can't join. Uh, so we do try and, and make some provisions for that so that people can bring their partners and, and, uh, and they can join in the fun. Okay, good deal. So when you guys hold TNG focused, not necessarily play parties, but other things, is the... Focus, does it tend to be more from a, a social or dating or topical? Uh, we are primarily a social group. Um, we have, uh, you know, our regular munches. Um, you know, I, try, I even tend to move them around town because especially with, uh, you know, skewing in the younger demographic, we have a lot of college-age individuals. Sometimes transportation for them is a challenge. So if I kind of move the munch around town, then eventually it'll be close to you, and then next month it might be closer to somebody else um, so that everybody can kind of have a chance to get involved. But we are really a social group. It is primarily uh, the, the social gatherings. Uh, we do certainly outreach for education. Any question uh, anybody can bring to me that they have a question, they want to learn something, need some advice, 
I welcome that. I, I look forward to being able to help them with that as well. Okay. Um, have you seen the movie Logan's Run? You know, I haven't. And because I know you're about to bring up the kind of reference that has been referenced. <laughs> uh, you saw that one coming, huh? Okay, well, we'll I'll wait till you've seen the movie and we'll talk about that one. But I will ask you this then. You're, you say you're 32 now. Yeah. In a couple of days. Yeah, actually, Sunday is my, my 32nd birthday. Okay. So. Cool. Well, congratulations. Really happy birthday. So in three years, you're going to age out of your own group. Yes. I've, I'm fully aware. I've got my own ticking clock above my head, the, uh, the glowing gem in my hand, if you'll uh, take the Logan's Run reference a sure. little further. So, but do you actually perceive in three years, suddenly you won't understand or be able to relate to those people that are younger than you and, and it makes sense to you that you won't fit in with that crowd? Well, it's not necessarily so much about not understanding or not fitting in. Um, but again, by that point, at 35, at 36, I'm about twice the age of some of those people that might be coming in. And there is that certain disconnect, um, you know, not to make myself feel uh, and sound too old, but, you know, these kids today, uh, <laughs> they have going on, there's, there's still only so much that someone 10, 15 years younger than me that we can completely understand um, everything that's going on. But at the same time, we've all been 18, we've all been 25 uh, at some point or another. Um, but that's, you know, I didn't create the structure. I didn't start St. Louis TNG. I actually took it over from, uh, uh, from another when she was, uh, retiring from the lifestyle. Okay. Uh, so it's not a matter of whether or not I feel like I belong or have anything to offer or understand them, but that's just the way the group is set up and I'll respect those rules. When, you know, my 36th birthday hits by that point, I will have brought someone else in to uh, to run the group, and I will uh, I will you know take my curtain call. I will certainly respect those rules. I'm not gonna you know change and suddenly make it an 18 to 40 group so I can hang on a little bit. <laughs> uh, you know, and the funny thing is, we laugh, but that's been one of the mm -hmm. uh, I've seen that happen. You know, where somebody wants to cling on, so they change the rules. So I'm glad to hear that's not the path you're going to take. Uh, what, uh, my wife is a few years younger than me, so. According to the rules, I could still keep coming to the TNG events uh, and uh, and munches and whatnot as her guest come along with her. And, you know, if I was really desperate to stay in the group, you know, I could get another three or four years out of that. But that's not what the group is for. That's not what that rule is, is built for. So I certainly don't plan on doing that either. Um, but again, I'm again, St. Louis, we're so integrated that most of the people at, in the TNG group that are coming, you know, my regulars that are joining me at the munches and the parties, I'm going to see at all the other events and munches and parties a few times a month. So it's not like suddenly I'm completely without my entire social network. Nice, nice. So I've actually got two things for you, believe it or not. Or I'll just do one. Okay. So, no, because one's a comment. And that is... um. You know, like I said, I don't like that, um, and I'm not really sure how to phrase it, but it goes back to the first question that I asked you, you know, do you feel it's kind of separatist? And, um, but we have found that our kids are in their 20s, 
And I really like the idea that if they decide to get into the community, they have their own place to go. <laughs> oh, and I've heard a lot of both those things <laughs> from, uh, from friends of mine. Uh, several of them have told me, you know, their kids are, are uh, about to be or are in that age bracket and are saying, you know, if he's interested, I'm bringing him right to you. Or, um, you know, my daughter is curious, let's, you know, when's the next month? I'd like to, you know, give her a safe entrance to the lifestyle as well. Um, so that we definitely hear a lot of, and that's what we're going for. At the same time, yeah, I understand the, the, the perspective of, of the separatism, but at least from my experience and my standpoint here, we're not doing it to separate ourselves from anyone else, from any other group or, or demographic. Again, any more than a submissive support group or a dominant uh, discussion group or anything like that would be. Um, you know, we definitely encourage the uh, interaction and the participation in the scene at large. But then we do have our own safe little space when we want our own safe little clubhouse space, just, uh, just the few of us. Awesome. So that kind of rolls into the, the last question that I have, maybe, unless Dan has any more. Go ahead. <laughs> and that, um, do you have any myths about the TNGs that you would like to dispel? Oh, uh, that's a way to phrase it. Um, and, you know, these are exactly the talking points at the, the uh, I have a class, actually, a guided discussion that I lead at some of the events, and I did, just did last week at, at Beat Me in St. Louis. And that's actually one of the talking points is what sort of uh, difficulties or misconceptions have we encountered as we meet other people in the lifestyle. Um, and I think a lot of it, especially comes kind of hand in hand with the boom in social networking and uh, social media that's come along with it, uh, primarily FetLife in the past several years. So it's a much easier, uh, lower barrier of entry. Uh, so there are occasionally some that think, oh, you're just doing it to be cool. You want to be edgy. This is the neat new thing to do, uh, which for most of us isn't the case. This is something that genuinely appeals to us and the community that we found that we are comfortable and welcomed in. Um, so it's probably that. And, you know, again, that, that we're not, at least in my experience, I'm not trying to make my own group separate from anybody else. We're not trying to shut out anybody else that has uh, that experience. We're not saying, well, you had your time. It's our time now and we can do our own thing. We don't need you. That's not at all what we are about. Um, and we're just trying to prove to people that that's not the case if that's what they think. Awesome. Well, one one more question for you, if you don't mind. I knew you were going to have one. <laughs> How do I get started or get involved in my local TNG group? Well, you, maybe not so much, but the theoretical. No, <laughs> me, the answer for me, I got to find me a 24-year-old, apparently, to start dating. But let's say theoretically, as you were saying. The uh, listener you, as it were, um, <laughs> If you're not already active in your local kink community, honestly, that is one of the best places to go. Um, you know, the munches, the meetups, the discussion groups, everything like that. Just get to know people in general. And ultimately, I'm sure there's going to be someone that will 
uh, refer you to or ask you if you are a part of uh, your local TNG group. It may have another name. I've heard some other uh, clever names for the same type of group. Um, and FetLife is the big one. Uh, just look for the groups and events in your particular area. And it's probably the easiest way to just find out for anyone what's going on, regardless of their demographic. Um, so those of you that are on FetLife, you go to your page, you click up at the top where it shows the city and state you're in and see what's going on around you. Uh, more and more cities and metro areas are popping up with TNG groups. Say hey and see what it's about. Okay, and finally, if I wanted to have you come to my event and host a TNG discussion, how do I find you? Well, I am uh, most easily found on FetLife. Uh, my username is 2020Hindsight. Uh, that's 20-20Hindsight. Uh, no underscore or space or anything like that. So if anybody out there has any uh, questions, thoughts, comments after hearing this, definitely drop me a line. I welcome it. Great. All right. Fantastic, Dave. Thanks for taking some time with us tonight and, um, and uh, keeping us young. Well, uh, it's my pleasure. You know, I'm, I'm very much of the philosophy that just because I'm growing older doesn't mean I have to grow up. I like that. I can't. I've probably heard that before, <laughs> but at my age, the memory's going. <laughs> Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show and its educational branch, the Monkey Puzzle Club. Join us each month for Fetish Foreplay Friday, located at Club Princeton in Columbus, Ohio. Come out and experience this laid-back erotic event on April 18th, when Sandow will be teaching Ooh. sexual massage. Oh, and I heard he's got two great demo bottoms, too. <laughs> Classes begin at 8 p.m. with BDSM-themed play party immediately following. Also, join Guilty Pleasures on Friday, April 25th for Creme de la Femme at Porter's Pub. The Monkey Puzzle Club meets every Wednesday at the room at the Columbus Insight Center for cutting-edge kink classes beginning at 8 p.m. Immediately followed by hands-on guided practice sessions with members of Guilty Pleasures and the Monkey Puzzle Crews. Follow us on Twitter at MonkeyPuzzle08 or search for the Monkey Puzzle Club and look for your Curious Monkey logo. You can also follow both Guilty Pleasures and Monkey Puzzle Club on FetLife.com for all announcements and discussions. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. <laughs>